0: And everything. It has like uh like uh looks more cartoony, if you ask me,
1: actually. Oh. Um should we start? <laughs> Hi Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike, that's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We have been friends for over fifteen years, and every single week we call one another and we tell each other how boring our lives are.
0: <laughs> yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes. We do. That is what we do every single week, without fail, never miss a week. Even though we did announce that we will be, for the first time in nearly five years, taking a vacation.
1: Yeah. And uh, maybe just some show business, uh, show space business. C- show business is one word, right? If you're like, that's show business. No, I believe it is two words, but I could oh. be wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah. We have some business for our show, is what I want to say. And that's uh, – we're seeking some folks to do a little bit of volunteer work for our 200th episode um, celebration that we're doing. And uh, we need you to email – email me, Lawson at gmail.com if you're interested. What we're going to do is assign you a handful of episodes, uh, and then Joe and I will call you and we'll catch up with you and talk about the episodes you were assigned. And um, – so far we have a couple volunteers i would love a couple more just to kind of um lighten the load for the the great people that have already volunteered so email me soon because we're going to basically get this started really soon here so what's up with you joey how are you what's going on what's new what's the tea i don't know if these people listen to
0: this show okay okay it's a great start of a story. I know. I know. But there's this show that is a, there's these people on a podcast that are fans of my other show, RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Yeah. And they have their own RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Um, yeah. Oh. They have their own RuPaul's Drag Race show. Uh, it, it has a name like The Rundown of RuPaul's Drag Race, I believe is what it's called. Okay. Two Chicano guys out of Texas. Two Latino oh, guys I know out them. of Texas. Yeah, yeah, Oh, you yeah. do? Do you I've- really?
1: Yeah, I follow them on social media, and I have listened to their show. Oh, Um, you have? Yeah. I'm not a big podcast person lately. I've been listening to, like, news and stuff. So that's why I haven't listened a lot. But, yeah, I totally know them.
0: Okay. So uh, they did us a big favor, you know, like, uh, uh, at the end of last season. We had this brilliant idea that no one liked where we would have another recap show recap our recap show. Sure. And they did a nice job. Thank you very much, guys. So one of them, his name's Eric. He contacts me uh, recently, and he says, listen, I'm going to a Latino podcast festival in -hmm. downtown L.A. Would you want to meet up? I kind of want to interview you. I'm trying to interview some people for my show. I'm going to be in San Francisco, then I'm going to be in L.A. Sure. And I go, Sure. I love Mexican people. I am a Mexican person, right? Okay, yeah. But man, can they not fucking communicate, man? And and, and by the way, I'm going to even take partial blame here. I will take partial blame here. But at a certain point, he's like, he messaged me like months ago, and he said the dates he would be here. He gives me dates, but then like months go by. And then a couple of weeks ago, I'm walking around, you know, living my life. And I get this message and says, are you still up for seeing me on Sunday? And I'm like, who is this? And he goes, "Oh, this is Eric from yeah. Stir Online." And I go, "Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What are the details? And it, Mike, have you ever had someone? I'm gonna try and do it with you, right? Let's pretend we're gonna meet up. Okay. So Mike, let's try and, uh, and and set something up here. Okay. <clears throat> okay, perfect. Did you you want to hang out this Sunday? Yes. See you there see you there okay. a, as essentially if i didn't ask questions of what it would be okay so i was like okay where
1: mm-hmm. um well i don't really have a place yet well that's hard too he's not from la no that's, that's true a, that's fine that's fine that's difficult. Go, okay yeah. so i'm trying to help him so i yeah. go what day well and, and see i've been in this situation a lot where people visit my city san francisco mm-hmm. right and it's like You do have to pull teeth a little. You're like, well, where are you staying? When will you be free? Dinner? Is it, you know, like you kind of have to force stuff out of them. And as a person that also used to travel quite a bit for work and be in other people's cities, like your schedule is not super solid. And so, like, you want to make sure people know you're coming so you can make uh, plans when you're there. But you're putting it kind of like writing everything in pencil at this point. Yeah
0: i, well, I get look. It. it but again if you're up front about that then sure that's sure, fine sure, but sure. like so then i go i go uh uh yeah what day mm-hmm. well i'm in san <laughs> francisco and i might come down thursday or i might come down friday or i might come down saturday because the the podcast festival is on sunday from noon to five okay and i go um okay so okay so what day are you thinking about well i i'll for sure be there by friday Okay. Uh, Well, I could actually do Friday night. I can't. My book's Friday. (laughs) Uh And then I go, he goes, but, you know, like Saturday and Sunday are great. And I go, okay. uh, How about Sunday morning? Ooh. No, because I don't want to be the podcast festival starts at noon. And I don't want to feel rushed. You know, I don't want to feel rushed. Okay. I'm like, All right. Uh, I could do Saturday after like four. Ooh, no, I'm I'm booked Saturday.
1: <laughs> and I at was like, at this point, oh, yeah. at this point, I would be like, you know what? Let me look at my calendar, and I'll throw some other dates back at you in a bit, and then ghost him. I would be done.
0: I well, I just got dicky. I was just like, okay, why don't you name a time? Yeah. And he goes Sunday after five, and I go fine, perfect. Okay. okay. See you there. See you there. So then, this past weekend rolls around, and I tell him I go, "Oh, I'm really busy. I'm working in the morning. Sundays are really busy. I mean, i'm I'm tutoring uh, different poor kids, and uh, you know, poor kids in the morning, poor kids in the afternoon, ain't we got fun?" And so finally, like Sunday afternoon, I'm, I'm with one of the poor kids. I'm like, "All right, poor, I'm gonna have to uh, end this now because we usually he and his girlfriend and I go get tacos afterwards." Yeah. I go, I, I can maybe get like a quick taco, but it can't be a long one. He goes, oh, why? I'm, like, oh, I'm being interviewed. He goes, oh, really? I go, yeah, someone's interviewing me. And then he goes, oh, I go, Well let me text the guy. I go, I haven't even heard anything from him now. I haven't yeah. heard anything from him. So let me text the guy and say, like, are we still on? Text the guy, nothing. I'm like, you know what? This guy's ditching me. Let's just go get our tacos. It's not too far away. If we'll just cut it short, if he says yeah, yep. so we're getting our tacos. This Eric, he text messages me and he goes, "Oh, it's next Sunday, huh? <gasps> right?" So I'm like, "This." I go, "Armando, look at this text string message. Of
1: messages. The yeah. string
0: of messages. Look at this string of messages. Tell me I'm not wrong here." And he goes, "Okay." And he goes, "The first message says." I will be there November seventeenth through the nineteenth,
1: oh.
0: and I go. Oh, he goes. You're the stupid one, and I go. I <laughs> look. <laughs> I. You are wrong, Joey. Yeah, I am. I am. By the way, meanwhile, I've set up this whole elaborate thing because he had no location. Where at John Paul's house in this conference room on the building, like I reserve a time and everything like that. And I was like, ah. Hmm.
1: Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh are you I still imagine. doing it then? It's this coming
0: Sunday. Yeah, but now I gotta, I'm trying to confirm with John Paul whether I can get that conference room this Sunday. Gotcha.
1: So, like, nailing him down, the, that was hard. And mm-hmm. maybe if you knew it was two weeks away, your urgency would have been different, too. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it was just a shitty set of... It was just bad communication. Well, yeah. I don't yeah. think anyone's at fault, exactly.
0: But I think I just think Mexican people are bad at communicating.
1: just think that has anything to do with being Mexican?
0: All of this? (sighs) Kind of. You know, I like to keep our stories to about me or where I'm directly involved, but I'll say, I have this gay cousin named Richard, he's a week younger than being gay. And he's involved with this project, okay, that's a bunch of Chicanos, and it's a creative project. But it's not, it's not, (laughs) it's not a TV show. Okay. Um, I think, you know, Richard wouldn't mind saying this, actually. But, you know, Richard wrote A story, and they're they're making a TV show around it, and it's currently filming. Yeah, it's stars is making it. It's called um, well now the name of it's called Vita. You know. Yeah. So uh, it's currently in production, but it's, it's not that project. It's um it's a different project where it's a bunch of plays. You know, and he is constantly telling me about how. They can't communicate, they need to raise money, and like people are flaky. And he goes, our people, man. And I go, it is. There's something just culturally look, I'm not saying this about other races, but I can say about my own. There's something about our fucking race, man, that they're fucking people. Like they just flaky and they like they can't make
1: plans. Um yeah. look, they also can't drive. I I um I <laughs> I'm not gonna say that you're wrong, because I don't have the observation that you have. Um, but I I know plenty of flaky people that are not Mexican. I know a lot of people that have trouble making plans or committing to things. And I I feel like just based on the sample that I've seen, I feel like it has something to do with kind of our generation or our age. And mm-hmm. it's like these, the like people, social media kind of involved folks that like wanna know what's happening everywhere always, but wants to be involved in none of it. Mm-hmm. And I I think that, that has a lot to do with age. I don't. I don't see it as a Mexican thing. But I no, don't but know.
0: But to be clear, if I'm going to disparage uh, Eric from Stir Online, I might as well do it accurately. He wasn't flaky. He's actually been really on it. He even confirmed with me again for this week. But it's more like trying to get him to uh, like communicate. In other words, I think. For instance, when you and I have to schedule these shows, you and I have conversations, and I say, "Well, when can you do it?" And we, take, you know, we throw out some dates. I can do that time. That's the way you do it with any other person. This one was Mike. I, I even shortened it for this. It was like sure, sure, sure. It was a like, it was like twenty questions with this Eric Vera.
1: Yeah, I do wonder though if he think of it from his perspective. He's like two weeks out, and you're like pinned down exactly where you're going to meet me. And maybe he's like, "Damn, calm down, Joe." Like. We've got time to kind of iron this out. I don't even know when I'm going to be getting into town. Like, let's relax a little. And so just because he because he was so far out, maybe he, what you were interpreting as la- like not being committal was actually him not being – it wasn't urgent to him because it was so far away. That's all I'm saying is like you guys were coming at it from different perspectives. Maybe if you relived this situation knowing it was two weeks away, you wouldn't think of it so much as like him being – wishy-washy you would think that it was just him kind of not being i don't i don't know how to, how else to say it but you know what the best part
0: of this is is when, by the time this comes out i will have be done with the interview so he won't hear this before the interview but i will fucking bring the shit up on the interview it isn't gonna be uh, uh this uh, uh grant's rants part two
1: grant Rants.
0: anyway uh what's going on with you Mike lawson
1: Um, Joey, I, um, when I started my job, um, at my office, I had a bunch of like old, not old, but like, um, not recent, if that makes sense, uh, posters for musicals that have played at, uh, the theaters that we manage. Yeah. Tons of them. And it was like 10 posters for kinky boots, 10 posters for Billy Elliot, 10, 200 posters
0: for if then.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I just had all these posters, and nobody wanted them. They were basically trash, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know, before I throw these away, I have a friend uh, in Tennessee who Mm -hmm. is way into musicals. She would love, if I just gave her one of everything, put it in a tube, shipped it off to her, right? Mm -hmm. So I got her address um, because I didn't have it. And I also have a friend whose niece is uh, in musical theater, Mm -hmm. Um, she's an actress, and she, um, actually was in a play, uh, called Once. Have you heard of this? Once? That's the one about the Irish people? I don't know. I never saw it. And so... By the way, you um, know you're opening
0: up to some people just now going, I want pre-posters. No, I don't have any more.
1: They're gone. Okay, good. All right. So, um... No, John Arts. I had a... John Arts wouldn't want (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, John Arts, by the way, the nicest man alive... He mm-hmm. just upgraded his uh, West Side Story uh, DVD to Blu-ray and E.T., the movie E.T., and he mm-hmm. offered to send me the DVDs.
0: Oh, well, um, you know, tell him to call me first before he does that. It cost me a fucking arm <laughs> and a leg when I sent you these goddamn Star Wars DVDs. It cost me more it than like, the DVDs.
1: It was like 10 years ago Joe switched to Blu-ray for Star Wars, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, I'm telling everybody else. I know yeah. you know this story. And so he, he offered to send me the DVDs, and I said yes, but not... I mean, it wasn't like I couldn't just go get them myself or yeah. anything, but we had talked that I hadn't seen all of them as an adult, mm-hmm. and I would yeah. like to, so that was on you. That was an on No, me.
0: no, no, and, and I was going to go further how it's on me. At the time, I didn't realize that there was a price difference between USPS, the Postal Service,
1: and UPS,
0: so oh, I uh-huh. sent them via UPS. Which
1: was the you could have bought them on on Amazon and shipped them to me for cheaper. Yeah,
0: well, I know I found that (laughs) out when they already packed it up at UPS and they're like, "Okay, that'll be forty two dollars." And I was like, "What? Where you can at at the at the post office? You can. I think for ten dollars it would have cost me. Yeah, media mail.
1: Yeah. Yeah." exactly um so anyway i have these posters right and mm-hmm. one of them has um my friend's niece on it so i emailed her and i was like hey i have this poster with your niece on it i would love to send it to you if you were interested and she was like oh my god i would love it so i had like three of that that actual poster so i packed them all up um and then they sat at my desk and joey for like four months they were sitting there i just never shipped them because it's like going to the post office it actually started first first i had to get like poster tubes so i looked i saw like every time i went to target i would look Mm -hmm. um but i had to go to like office depot to get them um so i eventually go there it seriously took me four months to get them in the mail now during these four months wait i'm sorry i hate i hate to interrupt you yeah you never do it that's why
0: you hate going to the post office? Well, yeah. that's when you need to go to Stamps.com. Stamps.com will give you a free meter. They will. I'm trying to pretend like we have a commercial yeah, I know. I was going to let you keep going. But then but I, I was like, I don't <laughs> know how much this... The, Avoid you know the why? post office. I, that's how far
1: I get in the commercial when I go, skip ahead. Skip, skip, skip. Ahead. skip. <laughs> okay, yeah. go ahead. Um, I hope you didn't start doing that and then people started skipping. <laughs> um, anyway... Uh, so it took me so long that the friend, um, who had the niece in one of the posters messaged me and she was (gasps) like, Hey, I don't want to be pushy. Like, I just kind of want to throw this out there. You said you were going to throw posters in the mail. They've never arrived. So if you did send them, I I would love to kind of look into like where they are, Mm -hmm. which I totally fair. If someone said they're going to send me something and it never arrived, I totally understand that you would like want to reach out right yeah so but it was awkward because you could tell she didn't want to be like where are my fucking posters mm-hmm. um so then i it even <laughs> i responded to her message and i was like it's taking me a long time to get to the post office i'm the worst um i'll do it soon and i, I would say it was a month after that that i finally sent them oh really <laughs> yeah it just took so long to get the tubes and then to go to the. Po- oh yeah i don't know about it. i know i know so I eventually get them in the mail. Mm-hmm. And now, Joey, it's been about a month. And the friend in Tennessee, I love her so much. She messaged me. She gave me all kinds of thanks. She showed, told me where she was going to hang some of them. She also did this thing. I know we've talked about it on here before. Um, and I think it has a lot to do with her being from Tennessee. And she might be listening, so um, if you are. Hi, Kara. But she does this thing that straight people do sometimes. Where she wanted me to know that she had a gay friend. You could just tell she was like explaining. She was like, oh, and I have this one friend who um, is not going to allow me to keep the Into the Woods poster. He loves Into the Woods so much he's going to steal it from me. And during that conversation, for some reason, she mentioned that the two of them volunteered for the human rights (laughs) campaign together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) just like making sure she knows that she has gay friends which uh, making sure i know she has gay friends which is funny um but joey the friend in new jersey whose niece is in musicals has not she hasn't even like messaged me on anything and i kind of want to reach out to her but for the same like anxiety reasons she it was awkward for her to reach out to me the friend from tennessee isn't the one with the niece in the in this once no 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 it's the other friend in new jersey she hasn't responded that she got them and she's the only one that reached out to me asking if i had sent them uh. so now i'm like sitting in this weird anxious space where i'm like should i reach out to her should i just wait until she gets them could she have not received them is that when did possible? you mail them about a month ago she's certainly the new the Person in Tennessee got them. I would say within like three days. Like it was super fast. Yeah. So I don't know what to do. I I well,
0: would I would message her,
1: and just say, "Hey, did you get the posters?"
0: Yeah, listen, bitch. I sent you the goddamn <laughs> fucking posters. You were bitching about.
1: Did you get them? I'm not gonna say listen, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm messaging her right now. Okay. okay. Um, do it right now. I dare you. I'm not saying listen, bitch. I'm just gonna say, hey, posters. Hey, bitch. Were sent. Ever get them?
0: Is it a text okay. message or a, 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 a uh, Facebook
1: Facebook message? Okay, hey, let's posters see posters were sent. Ever get them? Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. All right. Let's mm-hmm. see if she. She's responds. not typing back. I'll let you know if she does. Yeah. Um, okay, Joey. What? What? Like? Do you have any other stories about you and your life that you wanted to share with me? You don't use Trello anymore, so I never know. Well, no, I was going to use
0: it last night, but I didn't. No. <laughs> Well, what happened was I was like, oh, i got to put my topics on Trello. And then I was in bed, and my phone was next to me. And I have Trello on my phone, but didn't think to use Trello on my phone, use the notes thing. I don't know. uh I was was in bed, you know. Anyway, um, I belong to this, like, I don't want to call it fancy movie theater. It's not a fancy movie theater, but it's just one of those nicer movie theaters. You pay a premium to go to the movie theater. And, uh, you know, like a res- membership, I actually do have a membership there. That's so what I was going to talk about. It's called the Arclight. Uh, but here's you know, John Paul and I often go to the Arclight together, we're both members at the Arclight. And, uh, we were talking about how, like, yeah, the Arclight's really nice, but the only one we even really like of the Arclight theaters is the one in Hollywood. The other okay. ones are nice too, but the one in Hollywood is the best one. And they have this membership, which I'm going to tell you something. If you live in the Los Angeles area and you live anywhere close to an arc ArcLight, the... Don't. the um, Joey, the arc... I don't. You could stop there. I don't. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, if you move to LA, then you should because it's $15 for the year.
1: Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, but immediately... What do you get out of it?
0: Immediately. Immediately when you sign up, you get two free tickets to this, like... Series that they have called ArcLight Presents is generally like, you know, like those movies you go to with Steve. Ugh, gross! You know those movies you go to with Steve where it's like Ghostbusters. You know,
1: like old movie, old movies, or it might be like current,
0: yeah, or like a like a a movie that's not going to be really in release, like a documentary that's not going to like, it's just a little limited thing. They they're constantly having those. They're constantly running those. You get two free tickets to those. Cool. Already Which, worth fifteen bucks. I feel like well, yeah. got one ticket, seventeen dollars. You know. Sure. Then sure. you get a free ticket on your birthday. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. So then, do you have to uh, go on your birthday, or it's just a no? Ticket you have a you month. You receive on your birthday. Oh, cool. You have a month. Yeah. So then, that's just the basics. Then, if you become a silver member, you get automatic. Um, when you order medium popcorn, they bump it up to large. Sure. Okay. And then also for every dollar you spend, including on tickets and and the concession, you build up points. And for every 50 points, you can take off $5 off your concession. So often I go to the – I'm rarely spending more than $5 in concession. They're like, you want to take $5? dollars like, yeah, whatever. And they're like, all right, $4 sure. or something. So when you're a gold member, which John Paul and I are gold members, you have all those plus a bunch of other things. You get advanced tickets, blah, 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 blah. But the thing that I love the most – you get a free gift every month, okay. Every month, every month you get a free gift. Okay, and uh, some sometimes it's a free bucket of popcorn or a free. They have this really nice on-site made caramel corn, right? Or a free box of candy, or a free, you know, it's a bunch of things, right? But sometimes they're like kind of like weirdly elaborate. Like the, I didn't get this one, but a baseball cap. <laughs> but then you know those like you know those like Yeti. Like tumblers that people drink out of, yeah. They had one of those, but it was like ArcLight branded. Mm-hmm. I got that. And this month in November, how much do you pay
1: to be a gold member? Nothing. Did you? Just get, no, just going to the movies. Oh, like you progress to yeah. silver then to gold. Yeah. Oh, I get it. So it costs yeah. the same. It's, it's the just same. A, yeah. Seniority.
0: So, so uh this month it's a blanket with the ArcLight. Cool logo on it so okay so i go i want i want a fucking blanket right i want this blanket do you have to go to a movie to get the gift no in theory i could just go there and just get the gift pick it up okay yeah. so i go i go up to in fact i was i was already full i'd already eaten dinner when john paul and i went we went to go see murder on the orient express you ever seen this murder on the orient express
1: yeah i saw it last weekend
0: yeah so did i and uh Lindbergh baby did it <laughs> had a baby. It's a boy. And uh, we're, I'd already eaten before I went to go see Murder on the Orient Express. So I go, you know what? I'm just going to go to the concession stand and get my free gift.
1: Woman standing there. I go, listen. I'm a gold member. Do you really start conversations by saying listen? It's so well, obnoxious. So I need, I need obnoxious. people to listen. <laughs> hey,
0: listen. <laughs> listen, Bob. So <bub>. obnoxious. <laughs> listen, toots. I have a free gift coming to me. I'm one of them gold members. And she mm. goes... She rolls her eyes internally and goes, She goes, Oh, we're out of them up here, but we're going to restock them. What movie are you seen? And I go, I'm going to go see this Murder of the Orient Express 730. She goes, Okay, look, come back here after the movie. Yeah. And we'll they'll be more. restocked. We'll have more. I go, Perfect. So we go to the, I go, That's even better. Yeah. Even though know, I will say thing. it was very cold in that theater and I could have used, used a blanket. blanket. I couldn't yeah. use the blanket, but whatever. <laughs> So, after the movie, John Paul's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to go get my blanket. It's only like 9.30. The movie's only two hours long. They're already breaking down the concession stand. Like, no popcorn, lights off, you know? And they're like sweeping, and I'm standing there, and they're all ignoring me. Yeah. You know? And finally, I catch eyes with the girl, and she goes, can I help you? And I go, yeah, I came earlier, and I said... um." About the blanket? And she goes, hmm, I don't I don't remember. I don't know what you're talking about. And I go, yeah, I'm a gold member. And I you get random blankets? And she goes, well, yeah, we don't have any right now. I don't Ew. remember that conversation. And I was like, what the fuck? So John Paul
1: comes, he goes, did you, get, did you get your blanket? I go, no. Did John he goes, Paul hear the initial conversation with her? The first one? Yeah, I heard the first one. Okay. Good, good, good. So, so you're tell- not- you have proof that you're not a creep. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. So he, and he goes, "That's so weird." So, so that was the weirdest thing. So I, anyway, but by the way, I had, had a problem with something on online, not not with the arc light, but like my tickets weren't working. So I, I had um, emailed the customer service. Yeah. Right, and their their customer service is so good. The guy, one of the people from customer service, called me to make sure that my problem was resolved. Right. Nice. The reason yeah. I bring that up is he called. He's like. Hello, this is Jim from Arclight Cinemas. It's calling to see if your problem was resolved. And just, I have, I'm just a fucking sucker for that kind of voice. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, it was resolved. And he goes, all right, good. just glad it was resolved. And I was like, all right, bye. I wanted also an excuse to get in touch with this Jim. Sure. So I emailed Jim. Okay. I go, Jim, you were so wonderful the last time. Did, did i tell him everything he goes I, I go i wasn't a fan i go it was just weird yeah and he writes back right away he's like oh my stars that is weird <laughs> there's no <laughs> there's no excuse for that i'm so sorry so now i'm waiting that was just a few days ago i'm waiting yeah. now for the follow-up from jim sure he goes you will get your blanket sir and i go yeah and it's
1: like the gift for this month if you don't get it this month too bad, so sad or what? Yeah,
0: yeah. If I don't get it this month, yeah, but we'll jump on our going on Sunday. But you know, um Do they scan your card or something? Yeah, yeah, or? you have a little card, yeah, yeah, and they scan to it to make sure, sure you get like, yeah. one. Oh, okay. yeah, but you know what? Not with the blankets, but with like the um like the candy and stuff like that. That's often, you know, like a free box of candy, i have been there and I go like, oh yeah, I'm a gold liberty. I'm buying something else. I've already gotten my gift, I'm buying something else now, right? Yeah. And the guy will be like, oh, you have a free box of juju bees coming to you. I'm like, no, I already got it. He goes, no, you did not. Take the fucking juju bees. Yeah, <laughs> shut the fuck up. I'm telling <laughs> you, you get a free box of juju bees. That's like, funny. Right. Yeah, so Art anyway, like so sounds n- great. We Is it, it is a signed
1: seating? It is a seating. I like that. We and they have the bought, best um, popcorn. Huh? Steve just bought tickets for Star Wars coming up. Oh yeah, and uh, pre-ordered, and he got uh, assigned seats. And to be perfectly honest, I feel like this is the only way I would go. Like, I don't want to wait in a no a, a crowd on opening weekend, no. so I could sit in the far corner, be uncomfortable in a rowdy crowd. Fuck all of that. So he got tickets for a theater that does assigned seats. So we got great seats. We can show up just before the show. Everything will be good. Well, that's the thing, though. That's why
0: I go to the ArcLight. Yeah, you pay more per ticket, but it keeps out a lot of the hoi polloi, if you know what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, it does, but it. I I don't think it's hundred ju- percent just money. I think some of it is. I don't know what hoi polloi is, but mm-hmm. it keeps out folks that are not good Siri at planning. Knows? Do you know? Do you think? Do you think Siri knows? We'll
0: um,
1: see. Hey Siri. Hey Siri. Do you know what hoi, do you know polloi, what means? hoi polloi means? poloid is a derogatory term okay. Means, the masses, for the common people.
0: Mean? Take a look. Oh, Maka mine knew what it was.
1: Mine didn't. Mine told me to well, mine pulled up a few web pages that define it but didn't just tell me. Oh, mine knew what it was. <laughs> um, well, anyway, the I feel like what assigned seating does it also uh keeps out folks that are not good at planning and those are people mm-hmm. that give me anxiety and I don't want to be around. So <laughs> You know, it's, oh, it's yeah, not they're... just like, oh, it costs more, therefore the hoi polloi don't come. I think it's it requires you to think ahead and not be the type of person that just, like, shows up and expects everything to happen for you. Like, that, it, I, I don't know. I like it. <laughs> anyway, anything else going on with you, Michael Lawson? The shitty thing about signed seating, I've said this before, too, though, and this won't happen with Star Wars, is it forces people to kind of all sit next to each other because everyone wants center row center. And so if you take oh. your seats, then everybody's kind of stuck in the middle and you end up having to move out a little bit. And then that causes anxiety for me because I'm like, well, I'm going to move over a few seats. But what if somebody walks in late and I'm in their fucking seat and the- I don't know.
0: Okay, let me tell you something. That is an anxiety. I get that. But I do want to take umbrage with you. Again, this is an arc light thing. This is why I actually lucked out on Star Wars. Because everyone wants celebrities everybody goes to ArcLight light hollywood on opening night for like a star like a blockbuster like star wars right remember when i went to rogue one last year at the arc light that's why i saw weirdo yankovic slip and on fall and this i remember there was also a time when i was seeing topher grace every day it was at the arc light right
1: uh-huh. and uh, huh <laughs> your life is so weird yeah so
0: <laughs> anyway uh I go, oh, so I, I know the ArcLight sells out for something like that very quickly, but because I'm a gold member, I got the you know the the advance notice and okay. the Star Wars yeah. pre sale stuff. So they go, okay, make sure you sign in at this time. That's when the Star Wars tickets go on sale. And I'm like, I put a reminder on my phone, but then I was out away from my phone, and I get back to my phone and says like Star Wars tickets go on sale, and it was an hour before. I was like, fuck! So I rush over, go to the ArcLight. Here's the deal, and John Paul taught me this. The arc, like the way they design their theaters, the front row of the theater is actually pretty far back from the screen. Oh, sure. So the second row is where we usually go. The second row center is where we go. But people think, oh, second row movie theater is terrible. So they don't. They all go, what you're saying, center, center. But second row center. So even an hour later, the whole theater was sold out. There were two seats. They were only like three seats away from second row center. And I got those. Perfect for Star Wars opening night eight o'clock screening. I right think ours
1: are towards the back of the theater. Steve likes sitting back pretty far.
0: Oh really? I like to be yeah. like enveloped by the screen, but not you know not super close, but like yeah. Yeah. I want. Like oh, I want to like back row. Oh no! I want to like, you might as well be watching that TV. I want to. I right. want to. You know the majesty of it all. Sure.
1: Um, any other stories you got going on? Is it my turn? It is your what's turn. Going Who are, we? I, I are
0: even, we? I even said, like, what's going on with you? And you are like, let me tell
1: you about assigned seating. And I was like, oh, this <laughs> is a story, huh? <laughs> um, oh, I did have a story. And my hand still hurts, Joey. Oh, okay. Um, yesterday? I'm not that kind of show. Yesterday, it was raining here in San Francisco. And rain just freaks Californians out for people that live elsewhere in the country. Uh, Joe and I can tell you, if the weather changes in California you would think that you know the earth started spinning in the other direction. People just freak the fuck out. They can't drive. They have to carry stuff. They have to Mm -hmm. wear a jacket, which they never do. It just freaks people out here. And so uh, on the BART, everyone's wearing their stupid galoshes and jackets and carrying umbrellas. And I got on a BART train on my way home from work. And there was a woman – well, it was a pretty busy train. People are standing. I'm kind of like – You know, in a crowd of people and a woman gets on the train next to me uh, who's on the short side. And that kind of matters because she couldn't reach like the bar uh, above head. She had to kind of uh, hold on to a bar on the side of the train. She's carrying a bouquet of flowers that are in a a vase Mm -hmm. um, with water in it, which is also important because she's her hands are full. She has the vase. She also is carrying a bag and she has an umbrella. So she, she has all this shit in her hand, plus she's trying to, uh, throughout her ride, she's impatient about the song she's listening to, so she keeps taking her I- iPhone out and, like, advancing the song I'm watching, okay? <sighs> and all I'm watching all of this, as I do, I just kind of people watch when I'm on the train, so I kind of know her story, I also know, you know... The guy next to me, what he's dealing with, I just watch people, right? So as she's doing all this with her hands full, she did something. I wasn't looking at her, but I heard a thump. And when I look over, her wa- she dropped her wallet, okay? And it was like uh, a pretty condensed wallet with like a lot of cards in it. And it like made a pretty audible thump. So when I look over and I see that she dropped this and she's carrying a vase of flowers with water in it. I was like, well, this bitch can't bend down. To pick this up, so I bend down to gr- and by the way, full train doors are closed. We're on the tracks, like going through the t- um, Transbay Tubes. So we're like underwater, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm not going anywhere. So I reached down to get her wallet for her. She kicked my fucking hand, Joey, and not like uh, I don't not like oh, I'm trying to grab my wallet and she accidentally brushed my hand. She like kicked my hand and looked at looked me in the eyes when she did it, so that she could get her wallet because she didn't want me to touch it. And so, when it, and by the way, it hurt the way she kicked yeah. my hand because it still hurts. When it happened, I, it just shocked me as, it, so I kind of was like unsure if maybe I had done something like aggressive or wrong. And she, I don't know, she misinterpreted whatever. And like, I totally get that, like, maybe she had a ton of money in her wallet or a lot of really important things. And she got nervous when I reached down to get it for her and she thought I was going to take it. But I felt, like, kicking? <laughs> I don't know. What do you think about the, the aggressive kicking? Isn't that bizarre a little bit? Mike Lawson, in the Bay Area,
0: a woman has disappeared. Police are wondering uh, and asking if anyone's seen uh, her. She was last seen on a BART train going underwater carrying a glass vase full of water. Uh, last seen kicking a young white man. On the subway. What was your question again? Sorry, in I'm breaking, wallet. You,
1: yeah, and news story can't be found <laughs> in the Joe news. And neither
0: list. and neither can her head. What was your question to me? I'm sorry. Uh,
1: what, what do you think about the kicking? Like, should I have said something? Look, should, I mean, wait, it was her wallet. This, no, as soon as you said this,
0: I was like, people are awful. People yeah. suck. I hate people I'll bet you what i don't even know this woman i don't know what she looked like I just know she was short I bet you she was a bicyclist
1: <laughs> she didn't have a bike with her but I know but possible. she seems like
0: that's the same kind of thing with these bicyclists I hate them I hate I just, them and I hate
1: her yeah i just i i don't know like step on the wallets because you i don't know it just felt like an aggressive move toward someone like in her head couldn't she have like at least seen the two scenarios like maybe she did think like panic this guy is trying to rob me versus maybe this guy's just trying to help me and like you could err in the middle where you're like just step on my wallet so he can't get it and say i got it or i don't know it was very bizarre so that happened to me if i see her again i will avoid her and look maybe she's gotten pickpocketed or mugged before and so she has some trauma that you know, made her go towards aggression right away when somebody reached Mm -hmm. out towards her wallet and she couldn't see that maybe somebody was trying to help her and just thought that it was somebody trying to get the best of her. I don't know. But it was weird. She kicked my hand and I kind of moved it away. And uh, so I was two stops away from my house at that point. So I kind of like just avoided looking at her for the rest of the ride because it was so bizarre.
0: Wouldn't everyone, did anyone
1: else on the train have any kind of reaction no, nobody said anything, and part of it, I mean, so it was a busy train, so, like, the people who could see it were, like, the two people immediately around us, because there wasn't a lot of space. Like, people, you know, beyond that were blocked by other people, because we were all smushed in next to each other.
0: Here's what I will say. There is a, a little bit of a silver lining, at least for me and for people of color. Hmm. I'm glad she did it too, and you were white.
1: Sure. 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 I, and I get that. And I, I'm, besides the hurt hand that I have, like I, and it's not that painful. It's not like I'm going to a doctor or anything, but I, I, I do understand all of that, but I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I, I don't know. I I might be talking myself into a hole. I, I just think it was very clear that I was trying to help her. And maybe her reaction came from a space that was totally warranted and everything, but I feel mm-hmm. like after that kind of moment happened, there should have been something that, like, her she kicked me hard. Like that's a thing. Like she she did that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm talking myself in a no hole. Maybe.
0: Anything going on in the uh, Bay
1: Area that you want to share with us, Mike Lawson? Fuck no. Yeah, actually, uh, Airbnb. He- heard of them? Yes. They're sometimes um, criticized because of their lack of access for travelers with disabilities. Um, By the way, they're San Francisco-based. That's why it's totally relevant to this podcast. Um, So they're sometimes criticized because they don't do a great job at helping people, travelers, with disabilities. And they say they want to do better. So they actually just purchased a London company called Accomable, A-C-C-O-M-A-B-L-E, Accomable and the accommodable basically arranges vacation stays in private homes that have verified accessibility features. So basically what Airbnb is going to start doing and I, I just f- love this. This is good news. This is a tech company doing something good to make the world better is they're going to start helping people with retro- uh, people that have retrofitted their homes with features like ramps or roll in showers to meet their own needs. They're going to help those people rent out their homes. To folks that are traveling that need those same types of accommodations which i just think is really cool because it's win and win and then airbnb wins too like literally i can't think of anything bad about this story uh yet give me some time though or g- give the comment section on the san francisco chronicle article some time. but i feel like it's just a, a good story and i think we've done a good job at shitting on tech companies recently so i wanted to bring this one up because i feel like it's the opposite
0: but don't you think airbnb along with uber are widely considered kind of like evil companies
1: yeah they are and airbnb particularly in the city of san francisco had some really nasty press uh you might remember a couple of years ago even i think it was years um we've talked about it here on uh, the podcast. They were city of San Francisco was basically trying to change city code so that Airbnb would be required to pay taxes in the same way hotels pay taxes. And Airbnb fought it like hell, including putting up uh, they they including they put up um, billboards around the city, uh, shit talking the city council and saying. Just just a really out of touch, tone deaf sort of message about how we are good people. Why would you make us pay taxes? <laughs> um, was kind of the gist of it. And it backfired because people are like, uh, so we could go to the library. Um, so we can have streets that are clean. Um, so, like, you know, like mm-hmm. it just really backfired on them. So, and again, this is, I think, a good thing for Airbnb. They say that they've been working on, um, An accessibility checklist is what they call it for hosts uh, to let uh, other people and we like renters in wheelchairs know like how many rooms in the house can be accessed by a chair um, or somebody who can't take stairs and that sort of thing. But this is, I think, a good step for them to actually purchase um, a Commable, which has the technology uh, kind of already in place, and then they could just hopefully integrate it with Airbnb's app. So that users that require special accommodations because of disability can uh, see it online before they rent. I think it's great. And you're right. They have an evil um, reputation. But I feel like things like this help them. This makes me like Airbnb more.
0: Have you ever stayed in an Airbnb?
1: My parents and my sister and nephew did when they came here. That was the only time I've used it. That's the closest I've come to using it. How did they like it? They liked it. I think it really did the job for them. Like, imagine five people, four people (laughs) coming to a city for like a week. A hotel's not the right kind of environment. Like, we wanted a place where we could sit and cook our own dinner and play cards and get up and cook leftovers when you're hungry. And hotel just wasn't right for that. So Airbnb really worked out for them, I think.
0: Now let me ask you this question. Uh, I've never stayed in an Airbnb. My cousin Richard has. Uh, Adam Vot I know has. But does does
1: it feel like you're staying in someone's home? Yeah. So this the one that my parents stayed in. It was obvious this was a Airbnb property. Like okay. this woman, the woman I feel more comfortable with that. Strangely, just for that. Yeah. Yeah, like you're not sleeping on somebody. Like in this example, like the bed was. I mean, it wasn't like a hotel bed, but it was like the sheets were, you know, you could tell just cleaned and you also, there was a washer and dryer in the unit. So like you could wash Mm -hmm. and dry your own towels so you know they were clean or all that kind of stuff, which you can't get in a hotel, but you trust that a hotel is clean because they have a business reputation to keep up, right? Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know. I've heard, I mean, some Airbnbs, you're just renting a room in somebody's house. So it's like. Sometimes it's the family is living there and you're renting just a space in the house. It's not the whole place. That would be weird Um, to me. I don't know if I could do that. Same. That's how a lot of it start. Airbnb in the beginning was just like almost couch surfing um, through an app with strangers. (laughs) Um, Do you have any news stories that you wanted to tell me about, Joey? No, but I will
0: say... I was talking to Adam Vaught and I often, every few nights or so, get together and we talk um, politics or what's going on in the news or what's wrong with Joe Oop,
1: I have an update real quick. Yeah, go ahead. She did receive the posters. Thank you so much. Arrived when I was away and I forgot to text. Getting the name of some good framers. Mm -hmm. Not of the Constitution, but probably poster framers, I'm guessing.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. So, um, he and I were talking yesterday. We were talking about Roy Moore and about El Franken. Sure. And you know, Adam Watt listens to this podcast, and he was saying how. Because uh, I, I was saying, you know, I was I was giving my opinion on on the El Franken thing and and Roy Moore, and I feel like, and I I think I want to make this clear, like I think that what all these people are doing is very wrong. Yeah. You know, but what scares me, I think we're, I just saw, you know what? I saw it right right when I woke up this morning, I checked the news and I saw some other story of someone being accused of something. I'm like, oh, this is getting fucking ridiculous. I guess what I'm scared of is it turning into a witch hunt. And we're not, again, we're not there yet, but I'm just forecasting and that's the part that scares me. So I'm not apologizing for any of these people. But I just yeah. – I often feel when – I haven't listened back to the episode from last week, but uh, – and Adam Watt didn't feel this way, but he, he could tell. He was saying he could hear me, like, trying to – like I think he even called it on the show. Like, it I think at times when you're talking about something like this, it could sound like you're apologizing for uh, pedophiles right, and, right. and whatnot. But it's just like – oh, because did, did we talk last week – no, because Richard and I had this conversation after recording. Real we record quick it. though,
1: I had a, I had something to say about that before yeah. you go into the Richard thing. I like I agree. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not agreeing with you either. But mm-hmm. I do because I'm still forming all my thoughts on all this. But like, I maybe the counter argument to kind of the witch hut thing you're saying is like, so at what point do women who have gone through shitty experiences with men have to stop talking about it? Like, if you had a legitimate shitty experience where a man did something shitty to you like that should be called out regardless of how many people did it before you or right like yeah 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 but then hold on for a second and and I need
0: to go back on a text message conversation I had but um I was texting with some people about this and that but but to speak to what you're saying is uh there's some model and I'm going to get the name right now hold please but there's some model who I think I want to get the name right before I start making a an accusation here, but she was at the ticket counter of a um, at the airport, and she said, "Oh, Rachel Evan Wood, um, said that a TSA agent asked for her number, and she felt violated." Now, let me ask you a question. Now, I haven't seen this story. I'm sure you're looking it up right now, but this is what someone put in a text message conversation. So, I I don't know the veracity of that. But what I'm saying, if that's the that's that's the kind of story, though, I'm afraid of like yeah legitimate sexual harassment should definitely be called out and those people should be called on the carpet but what i'm saying though is if someone asks for your phone number and you don't feel com- you don't feel comfortable cuz they ask for your phone number like what like that's on you
1: <laughs> like yeah but but we're only talking it because you brought it up like i don't think that that is necessarily harassment and i don't i don't i wouldn't give it as much well, Attention this, uh, or let criticism me see has- I, well
0: it my computer will fucking die if i look up anything like um while we're recording um but um, let me see let me see rachel evan wood well I don't even know who that is by the way evan was well, american actress t s a agent <laughs> i know. Well, there's there's legitimate stuff here, seeing, but nothing about the TSA agent. I can't find it on the on the um on the news. I don't know again, I don't know how true that story is. But I, I, I think that speaks to if that's the perception out there is that like, oh my god, if that's it, it, like that's what I'm afraid of is like you know, to go to Rich to go to Richard, I think that sparks a conversation. You know, Richard and I were talking about Kevin Spacey last week, uh we hung out. And uh he said, you know, he was reading some of the Kevin, not all the Kevin Spacey stuff, but when he was reading some of the Kevin Spacey stories, particularly the ones where like, you know, he he grabbed the guy's dick or something like that. And and Richard wasn't defending Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. Richard, well, the point Richard was making was that when he read it, he was like thinking to himself, like well, that's just called being gay. <laughs> like like he wasn't talking about this specific case but he was talking about how like how many times have you gone to a gay bar and someone just grabs your dick or someone just gropes you or grabs you i know i know somebody he's with a guy that he's been dating for years now but when they first met he grabbed the guy's ass in a club yeah you know
1: i agree i understand you i think some of that you know, has to do with the environment, and not that like you show up at a gay bar, you deserve to have your dick grabbed or your personal space invaded, but I'm more willing if I'm on a dance floor and somebody touches me in a place where my pants usually cover, that's different than if I'm you know sitting with somebody who yeah has the power to hire or fire me, and they touch me in a place where my pants cover like that's a different situation, and mm-hmm. right. Well, no, no, you're right. I, in, in the in the, I forget what we talked about last
0: week in the conversation Richard and I were having, and it uh, I don't know if Louis C.K. had come up by that point or not, but with with Louis C.K. is the point. You know, I think with Louis C.K. is fellow Mexican is that I think what happens is you have a blind spot. Not everyone has a blind spot, but you 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 can have a blind spot. This is particular Louis C.K. And, it, and I've, I've given this speech a million times, I think, this week, this past week. But Obama has this quote about being president, which he was saying, like, uh, you know, being president doesn't change who you are. It just forces you to really see who the person really is, you know, mm-hmm. like, because you see how they act under that pressure. Yeah. And I sort of feel the same thing comes with fame, which is it, it, how you handle fame really exposes the kind of person you really are. And... I think with Louis CK, but I think I think on the flip side of that, I think it can it can cloud blind spots, okay? Yeah. And so if you had a blind spot going in and then you become famous, you the blind spot becomes harder because there's no one telling you no, no one stands up to you. And so like for instance, an example I used yesterday on the phone with Adam Vaught was like I still to this day that story I told you about Cameron and the candy and all that. Um did I talk about that on the show? I don't remember. I may not have talked about it the show, but there was an incident recently. Oh with, yeah, 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 yeah. Birthday? Did I talk, did I talk about it in the show? I don't know. I don't listen. I anyway. I remember, the, I, there, I know the story. There was a, there was an incident where it, if I didn't talk if, if I talked about it in the show, you know what I'm talking about. If I didn't, where it was Cameron's birthday, and I almost communicated with Cameron. But I had the wherewithal to call people that I trust, like Taylor the Latte Boy, thank you, and Mm -hmm. Sweet Michael, and they told me no, do not do that. You know, don't do that. That would not come off correctly. You know, Mm -hmm. and you wouldn't look good doing that. You know, Taylor had really good advice. You know, and the point is, I have that blind spot to this day. I still don't think that I was doing anything wrong, right? But I trust the people around me to to see those blind spots for me. Okay. Louis C.K., by the way, what he did was completely wrong. What I'm trying to say is uh, with something like that, I think you have these blind spots. And when you're famous, they go out of control. And so Kevin Spacey is a better example. If you're a monster like Kevin Spacey, that just becomes worse when you're famous because now you run on people telling you like – So in other words, going back to the gay club example, if someone grabs my dick and I'm not into it, I will either be like, I'm not into it or like, dude, back off. Right, and I sure. move on with my day. But when you're Kevin Spacey and you do that, now the person—and this is in, in favor of the victim—runs through a checklist in his or her head, like, "Okay, wait, how do I respond to this? Like, yeah. like my job could be at stake. Like, this is a person in power.
1: The power thing for sure. And then also as a celebrity, it's not a creepy guy. I think his name was Kevin. Did this to me. It's yeah. Kevin Spacey, Oscar winner, Kevin Spacey. And it's mm-hmm. much harder to forget the the incident. It's much harder to forget the man who did it versus a stranger that I met at some random place or had no meaning in my life and when I left him I never saw him again on T V or in the movies or
0: Oh no, you're right. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And so now imagine too. But here's the thing too with Kevin Spacey. and the same thing's true with Harvey Weinstein, a lot of these powerful people in Hollywood is we're hearing about the times that Kevin Spacey did it. and it. But how many times did Kevin Spacey do it and it worked? Right. You know? There's a
1: lot of stories. Have you heard? I think it was – did he live in Amsterdam? Do you know what I'm talking about? There was um, like the police botter, blotter from some city he used to live in overseas. I know mean, he lived in but London for a while. Very regularly, they it would be like Kevin Spacey was mugged last night. And there were like uh-huh. all these situations where he was like – Basically, had just the worst luck late at night in the city, yeah. and it was mm-hmm. probably because he was out cruising. And Yeah, just kind I know someone that, that happened
0: to, too, that's in the news as well, yeah. yeah. You can look at where his car was stolen or something like that. You know, he was just randomly in an alley at night, and yeah. someone stole his money. And <laughs> I was like, oh, really? I don't, know how he, uh, I don't know how far he could have gone waddling away down the alley,
1: but all right. It's weird. They stole his pants. You yeah. can't <laughs> figure out why, but... <laughs> Well, his wallet was probably in his pants, that's why. Yeah. Hey, um, Joe, what do you got going on next week? Anything? Okay, so
0: I went to an art show last week with Richard, which that, w- that should have been one of my stories. Instead of talking shit on Stir Online, I should have just told this story. But Richard and I went to an art show, which I can tell the story right now. Richard's like, do you want to go to this art show really far away? And I was like, yeah. We drive really far away. We're there for 20 minutes because Richard's the kind of person who just walks through the gallery and goes, okay, I did it. Bye. Let's go. I love that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you wish we should be friends. So, anyway, by, when I was there, I did see they had this exhibit that was really cool. A uh, Mexican artist, she works in the medium of pinatas. Okay. And they're blowing up the pinata on Saturday night. So I'm going to go back and, and watch them blow up the pinata. Uh, I'm going to be interviewed by the guys from, from Stir Online on Sunday. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. Uh, I think in the next week that might be, I'm going to go see a movie with John Paul. Uh, you know, by the way, I've gotten several requests. Wait, can't talk. I've gotten several re- re- Wait, that's a hard one to say. I've gotten several requests from listeners of the show. They want more evil John stories, right? and i've told them all the same yeah they're like can't you hang out with evil john more we miss we miss evil john stories right yeah Uh and so i tell them i go look i i don't i have no proof i go but i think uh i think i'm being uh quarantined i think we're being quarantined from each other evil john and i so i went to the movies with john paul on sunday and i go yeah a lot of people are asking like they want me to hang out with evil john they want more stories and he goes why and i went I don't know. They didn't think they're funny. I I, but I said I have a theory that you're you're keeping us apart and he went ha, 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 ha And then didn't <laughs> then he moved on to another topic. That's a weird theory, Joe. Yeah, yeah that's a weird theory. And I, by the way, I've never I've not seen Evil John since that incident. Uh no communication with him. So, I don't know. I I, I, I but I've seen John Paul on Sunday alone. Uh and we're going to go to movies okay what, what what do you do what do you well, what
1: about Thanksgiving Thanksgiving next week right oh God yes do you have anything what, going what are you on? Gonna
0: do what are you gonna do for Thanksgiving
1: shit nothing i <coughs> sorry, I have nothing planned i Thursday I actually have enjoyed um being apart from my parents I've enjoyed kind of having a Thanksgiving or a Christmas to myself where I'm forced to do nothing. It's like a holiday you can't run an errand. You can't go to the grocery store. Uh, you can't really do anything. Everything's going to be either busy or closed. So I'm going to do nothing on Thanksgiving Day. And then over the weekend, I have a long weekend, so we might – Steve and I might hang out and do something, but I don't know what.
0: Oh, wait. Um, but Steve Steve doesn't go anywhere for Thanksgiving? Oh, but
1: the, 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 but the parents don't know you exist. Yeah, he'll hang out with his family on Thanksgiving or his dad. His mom, I think, is – in Korea right now, but wait, when you're in your house, are they having Thanksgiving there? And you're, you're just in your room watching? Yeah, and- see, that's that's a great point. I th- hope that they're going to Alex's family's house. I haven't mm. confirmed yet, because uh, that's something I'm not about to do. If they're down doing Thanksgiving, then I have to be out of here. I'll go hiking or do something. What does Mario do? Him. He'll go to his family's house. They're in like near Sacramento. Mm. They're not far from here. Interesting. So. That's kind of my plan. I don't have anything else planned this week, really, uh, except for that, so. All right. All right, Joe. All right. Okay. All right. Okay, goodbye. Go to hell, Mike. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com, or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, yeah, I mean, um, uh,
0: um, um,
1: um, uh, um, um, uh, use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.